Al Horford said it best. I just don't believe this team because something had to happen with Kyrie. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Josue Pavone here, Cedric Maxwell. Max, I feel like we haven't done this in a while, man. It's good to see you again. Yeah, I'm good being back. We've been a little bit busy on the road with the Celtics, and and we get a chance to talk about some things which have popped up here lately. Definitely. Got to talk Celtics in this episode. And I cannot wait for this upcoming season. Well, you know what? Before, before we go on with that, I'll ask your opinion then. What do you think about all the stuff that's going on right now with uh, China? And Maury... Tweeting out, uh, you know, about, you know, Hong Kong be strong and, yeah, and yeah. all that. And the NBA, like, I don't know if it's like Michael Jackson or whatever, but there's a bunch of people taking back steps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, listen, it's one of those things where because of what he said, you look at what the NBA's has with China, the relationship that they have with China, and you look at what they've and done in the past. he isn't even an owner. He's not even an owner, right? No. He's the president, right? President, He's yeah. the president. And I just think it's, it's, it's crazy how he could create this ripple effect but then you think about the relationship and what china means to the u.s or what, what they mean to the nba i should say and i'm not surprised i'm not but i think the nba is in a tough spot because it's like okay wait aren't you guys like the quote-unquote wokest league around you know you guys usually stand up for things like this you know name another league that would let their players use their platform to speak out about Black Lives Matter the way LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul did, you know, when they stood up and Dwayne Wade, you know. And well, then, I think that's because of the guaranteed contracts, the money which is out there. You can't, you're not holding players hostages when they're making 25, 26, 30 million dollars a year. You're not holding them, they're right. put to the fire like it is. But I think the biggest, the, the most surprising thing is the fact that Houston has always been like the adopted team of China. Because of Yao Ming, Yao Ming and, and you know Yao, people like that, yeah, and the fan base that they, they they go out and and for them to be like the focal point and we're not showing any more rocket games. There's a there's a bottom line. There's a numbers game which mm-hmm. has come into play, and the M- NBA is looking at some of those deals are billion dollar deals, right? And so so if you're the NBA, what do you do? You're thinking about dollars because you're a business at the end of the day, but also. You've set a precedent of being that league that stands up for civil rights and stands up for not just people in the U.S. but globally, right? It's a global I think, game. I think it's I think it's a it's an ugly catch twenty two, because this league is meant to make money. Mm-hmm. It's set up to make money. China is one of the biggest consumers of NBA basketball in the world. We're talking about a couple billion people who buy jerseys, who buy, you know, all the paraphernalia, all the things that kind of go along with these teams. But then you also want to ride with Hong Kong, right? You want to support them, right? Well, I think that you want democracy because if there wasn't any democracy, there wouldn't be an uh, an NBA. But I think that you get back to that point that Jordan did at one time. When people asked Jordan about, you know, so how do you feel about the those people who are in China or whatever country it is, and they were making your shoes for, you know, 25 cents, and you're selling them for $200. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was completely silent when it came to that. And now, That's a great example. Yeah, so yeah. now you see the entire league now, the way it is structured, that it's just, a, it's just been a firestorm. Yeah. 
and the you know the news caught up with it. It starts out with a you know it was just that small story of him tweeting out. And I've always told Sean Grandy, my broadcast partner, I said, boy, not too many good things come out of people tweeting. And this is the perfect example of somebody tweeting of what it was was just a caption of you know China stay. I mean. Uh, Hong Kong stay strong, right. and um, and the, and the Chinese government got that information, and he was affiliated with the NBA. He was affiliated with the Houston Rockets, and and they start cutting ties with the NBA. So somebody had to somebody had to buckle. Right. You even look at the players now who are making all those multi-million dollar deals like, you know, James Harden and all these people are making these uh, unbelievable, con- have these contracts which are tied to China. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bottom line. And you hear almost every player, I haven't heard a player yet, you know, who has Say been like, yeah, I, most players are, you know, like, look, we love the Chinese people. Right. And, and that's about as far as, as, as they would go. You know what else, too, though? I feel like it, it speaks volumes for how other cultures are completely different, you know, in comparison to the U.S. when it comes to politics. Like, you don't mix those two things together. In, what? In the U.S., it happens all the time. But in China, you don't hear athletes speaking out about what's going on, the, the political... You know, well, I mean, the, the political, the political stuff that's going on, right? You can, and but you in the can. U.S., you can, right? You can, but you will. You can go on Twitter and say, you know what? I hate Donald Trump. You've gone on this podcast, said it a bunch of times. Yeah, right? you can, you can say that. You but can't do that in China. But if you are a active player right now, the repercussions that go along with that. You think about with LeBron, all those major players in the NBA who went at Trump, Trump goes right back at them. Yeah, but then it ends there, though, Max. Man, doesn't end you're, there. Not, you're not going to lose money, it, right? No, it never ends there. It never ends there when you are when the most powerful man in the world, that you're criticizing him, and he has a fan base. He has a base which believes in what he says. That fan base, that his base also were shoe buyers. Okay. Well, those tennis shoes buyers. You they're, think he's going to take their season ticket holders? You think he's going to take that bad of a hit? You think his pockets are going to be all of a sudden who, skinnier who, because LeBron? Of, because you went out and said, "Yeah, LeBron James." I don't think I don't think that will. But I'm just saying, there's still I don't think that I still think you have to look at the fact that there are going to be some ramifications on right. things that were said. I just don't think it'll be the same way if he was a Chinese basketball yeah. player. Yeah, no, going no, up no, against no. That, that's my point. That's there's no say. question. I think right. that. Your liberties here in the United States are exactly. so so much better than they are in any other foreign country, and that's right. with any anything we do. Right, but I, I, bet you I, Darryl, I, I mean, I bet you Darryl didn't think about that yeah, when he put that tweet. Yeah, together. but I, I mean, I think I was out on the plaza one time here in Boston, and there was somebody who had this huge sign: "I hate America." Da da mm-hmm. da. He was American, America this, America that. I said. You in another country, <laughs> they ain't even finding you no more. That's right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you ain't got that sign. That sign is gone. <laughs> the sign, not even the sign, they ain't going to find you no more. Right. So this country is a great country that they're able to express their views, but also you see that the viewpoint and economics, mm. when those two you know, hit heads in which they did in China, some of the liberal stuff that people said kind of like uh, we might try to rethink some of that <laughs> right yeah because they uh, want to save their yeah. pockets yeah save them pockets I mean because you're, you're not only talking about the, the, we're talking about teams deals that the teams were getting it was a, a billion dollar deal that all the teams were sharing in that profit sharing mm-hmm. with uh, some group in China 
and they're talking about you know dissolving that. Right. That it's not a team around. Not not, not teams I know. I just think are, are looking like hey we we want to step out of this thing of of a billion dollars right. over a line which was made. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I just think this type of thing was was destined to happen. Was bound to happen because of the way things are here. You have a platform, no matter who mm-hmm, you are, mm-hmm. you can voice your opinion about anything. And of course, it was only a matter of time before politics was going to be coming well, And somebody here. from the NBA was going to well, comment you, on how things are in China. Well, here's a question I'd ask you. If you're Maury right now, do you think you would, if you could pull that back, do you think you'd say that? 1,000%. <laughs> Wait a minute, you would say it or not say it? I'm afraid. I would not say it. Oh, okay. I would okay. not say it. Are you okay. kidding Okay. I'm worried, I'm worried to get that phone call any day being like, hey, listen, man, sorry. <laughs> My hands are tied here. You know, We can't continue business this way with you in your position. We're going to have to let you go. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking that... that Calls coming any day now. Yeah, so I mean that could be a month from now. Could that, be two months from now. So that's what I say about ramifications. Right, ramifications might not come back on the players, but they're going to come back someplace. And when you start talking, measuring, you know, the the dead presidents against what somebody says, quote unquote, like, what's right, and speaking out about what's right. We we gotta. Yeah. We, we it's a very very slippery slope. Yeah, he's a businessman at the end of the day. Yeah, so this isn't good for. Well, business. this league is a, a business league. Right. Right. And you you've gotten a you know essentially a, a golden cow in China of fans and fan base and, and and merchandising. All right, well let me ask you this, Max. Do you think something like this would happen if, say, I don't know, LeBron James said that? If one of the top players said that? If James Harden said that? You think the same effect takes place? Same kind of ramifications. Yeah, I think it same kind of ramifications. But but what are you going to do against the players? That's the only thing that would be different. If this is somebody in management, this is somebody with the NBA team that made that statement. If a player came out and made that statement, I think it would be different than somebody in management making that that particular exactly. comment. Exactly, I agree. And saying you you see what James Harden is saying right now. You see what LeBron is saying about China. Most of those guys are doing exactly what you know that moonwalk that Michael Jackson used to do, <laughs> made famous. That's what most people are doing. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you head over to BetOnline.ag and enter the promo code CLNS50, you'll get a 50% welcome back bonus just for listening to this podcast. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your go-to site for online betting. Make sure you enter that promo code CLNS50. All right, let's get back to Cedric Maxwell. So what happens? What does Adam Silver do? What do you, what do you think? I mean, he I has to save this. He, he, he's, not gonna Adam, he's not going to keep it the way it is. Well, Adam Silver said one thing. He said, look, our, our we in the NBA, we promote the free speech of of our management, of our players. We promote that. But there's wink wink come along with that. <laughs> like, he said what? Don't fuck the money. Up. Yeah. Don't he fuck said the money what? Up. What did he say? <laughs> when he got the tweet, what do you think he said? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you might say that. He said, and he's been correcting what he said. But behind closed doors, when he first heard this tweet, 
It's like you're killing me. Man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Me. Like, come on, man. Who told you to do that? Come on, man. <laughs> Why would you do that? Seriously? <laughs> you don't think that the one of the calls that went from from Adam Silver went got on the phone immediately? Like, Murray, I, I, Murray, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Houston, get, give me that number right now. <laughs> and then even with that, I still think that you saw the things that the general manager started saying were a little bit different than what he said initially. Mm-hmm. He came back with tweets later, which were a lot less um, pro-Hong Kong yeah. and more like yeah. pro-China. Yeah, he was trying to find somewhere in the middle. No, he, he was, was trying towards yeah, the China. He, he was no, he won't lean toward the middle. He was leaning more towards China. <laughs> and then I can understand it. We all understand the, the pressure that he has been yeah. under. And when he deleted it, though, which I, I think it's funny when people do that because like, it's, it's out there forever. Once you post yeah. it for 10 seconds, someone took a screenshot. Yeah, like, there's absolutely. Nothing you can do about it. Absolutely. But, yeah, he tried, to, he tried to backpedal out of that. But all right, yeah, we'll see how that situation resolves itself. But, you know, getting back to basketball here, what's going on on the court, Boston Celtics, all right, we got a small sample size so far of this team. Uh, preseason is going to be done soon before you know it, which I enjoy, by the way. I love the fact that they do this new uh, four-game format. Don't need to see six or seven preseason games. But I, I really – it's going to be interesting to see how this team comes together. I, I'm, I, I can't wait to see it because, one, there's the personalities, right? Got a lot of good locker room guys, especially the young guys, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Two, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker now comes in and takes over that starting point guard role. How mm-hmm. does he lead this team, you know, alongside someone like Jason Tatum, who's another guy? To keep a close eye on Gordon Hayward, you know a lot of storylines in this one. What's your first impression so far? Uh, I think that the biggest thing I've looked at is Gordon Hayward, and he looks good. Uh, if I'm watching Gordon Hayward, I'm seeing a guy who is a lot more confident, who wants to complete a play. We saw him many times last year get by his man, go to the hole, and next thing you know, he's throwing the basketball out. Mm-hmm. Now he's looking to get the contact, create the contact, and you know finish the play. He's looking I Utah-ish. Think, yeah, Utah-ish. I think that's. I think that is. And you remember when he was in Gordon Hay was was at his best in Utah. He had the ability. What they did, they put him on the ball, mm-hmm. so they made it his position to make plays. And he was at one time. You think about it, one of the best point forwards in this league, and making plays for himself. Handling the ball, setting up other guys. He was uh, he could be a facilitator, mm-hmm. a scorer, a rebounder. So I'm I'm that has been probably the thing that I've looked at um, instantly. I think Kimba is just Kimba's a scorer, and I don't think that's going to ever change. I think Kimba is going to be a great scorer. How he's going to fit into the locker room, that scheme mm-hmm. a lot better. And Al Horford said it best. He said. I just don't believe this team because something had to happen with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And you think of Al Horford. He was the the quintessential, quiet, unassuming, I'm not getting in your face, I'm not making waves at all. But to hear Al Horford say that, to me, that was huge. Yeah, yeah. Steve Bullpett had the exclusive with Al. I actually traveled over to see him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the way he started the article. He said, uh, Al Horford sees him and goes, hey, Hey, man, what are you doing here? We don't see you guys for a couple of weeks. He goes, I think uh, the better question, Al, is what are you doing here? Wow. What made you choose the Philadelphia 76ers? One, he kept it 100, too, man. We always talk about keeping it 100. He kept it 100. 
the money. He didn't flat out say the money, but he said, look, it was the numbers. Financial. The numbers were exactly. It was the financial reasons. Mm-hmm. And two, which is the first thing that came to mind when I first heard that he was going to be heading to Philadelphia. Championship. No, a potential. They're, they uh, had the potential to, to reach that stage. At that time, people could say what they want now or even still. I still think Philadelphia 76ers are. I put them above the Celtics right now. But at that time, you don't know what Kyrie Irving is going to do. You don't know about the Kimball Walker thing that's going on. Going mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you have a ninety what ninety seven million dollars guaranteed? Oh, uh, I'm still signing right now. And hundred and nine waiting for you if you make dude, it. Dude, I'm make still I'm still signing the contract right now. <laughs> yeah, they, you can stop whenever you want to. No, that's okay. I'm still signing as right as, now. As soon as you see that number. C E D. What's the next one? What like the, the 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, please! And, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not doing it in, in cursive. I'm doing it in print. I'm doing it in bold print, like for the letters. Yeah, like like you used to do it back in the first grade, where they had that big paper with the three lines. Yeah, yeah. And you bring the C down. There's the E for the small one. There's the D. Yeah, the dotted line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the way I'm doing that one. I don't know if a lot of our our, our listeners remember that, but no, but man. that's, that's how. But that was that was that. old school. I don't even know if they use paper like that anymore. <laughs> but that's how it was back in the day. Yep. With the so, pencils. Yeah, so I, I yeah, Sharpies was number two pencil or yeah, no, number two, but you had to sharpen it. Sharpen, Nowadays yeah. they have this like the lead's already in it, they just press a button and the lead comes out. No, no, you had to get up and sharpen these things and mm-hmm. roll that wheel in front of everybody. Did anybody, <laughs> did, did anybody you empty the racer? <laughs> anybody anybody the, uh, uh, the, the sharpener? Yeah, shavings. Yeah, yeah anybody empty that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's when you get to like flex on whatever outfit you had on that day. You yeah, get up and you have to walk over the whole class looking at you, and you just go shopping your pencil. Yeah, yeah. The kids don't know about that. Yeah, back no, that that <laughs> that's uh, that's real old school. But <laughs> I, I think the Celtics will be okay. I don't. I think potentially. I don't know. I, I the the big question is going to be Gordon Haywood, obviously, but to me, it's going to be Brown. And Tatum, what those two guys do, and what I've seen so far this these first couple of preseason games, Brown looks good, really good. Brown yeah, looks man. good, especially in Orlando. Brown's attacks the rim. Yeah. Brown's starting to shoot the jump shot, you know, and and he knows that it, this is here his year mm-hmm. to get paid. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be more emphasis on him to have a great year. So um, we'll see what happens. With those four guys, right, and I want to get your opinion on the center position, right, those four guys, that's just starting four, right? That's where you start before you actually figure out the, the starting center. Mm-hmm. Who's your starting center if you're Brad Stevens? I, I think that mm, I want to go – I think I'm going to go out on the limb right now. I, I think I'm going to go with Daniel Tice. And the reason I go with Daniel Tice is because Daniel Tice – brings the the names that you put out before aren't the best defenders. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Tice has a way of taking charges, uh, being disruptive in the paint, blocking a few shots, rebound strong enough. He's it, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have a lot of Drummonds in the league anymore. Andre Drummonds mm-hmm. of Detroit. So you're not trying to bang on the inside. I think that he gives you a better chance. And, you know, I, I love, you know, you know what the centers are doing right now. Um, I think it's could be really good 
but I think that he is he's tough. It's a little bit tough watching him sometimes defensively. Yeah, his positioning drives yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like this is weird saying this, but two years ago, I feel like it was a little better. I feel like last season he sort of took a step back in in his defense. But he looked good in Orlando. Well, I, what, I mean, they all did defensively as a team. Well, really what good. what I see from him though is a guy who is which I've always loved, and this will be my kind of year because he's going to be a guy in the paint. He's going to get you second-chance opportunities. Celtics didn't get a lot of those. So first thing they do is everybody's running back defensively. When you crash the boards and you have somebody who can rebound and get you a second-chance opportunity, then the other team is not going to be to run on you as much mm-hmm. because they're, they have to get the rebounds. Get the rebounds after you know you shoot the basketball. Right. So I think it's going to be uh, – you know, kind of interesting to see how those guys uh, mesh together. For that same reason, I love Cantor coming off the bench. For him to be in that second unit to help those guys rebound, give those guys second mm-hmm. chance opportunities, because you're going to need a couple of these rookies to step up. It's going to be it's it's going to be flexed. I don't think that Brad Stevens is going to look at one particular guy. You know, obviously the most interesting storyline for us so so far has been Taco Fulton. Mm. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Brad Stevens. On the bus in uh, Orlando, we were going to go, to go down and play the game. He said, anyway, we, I was just talking about how great Taco was as a person. He's, he said, Max, I don't know if I've, I've met a nicer young man. He said, Taco Fall before the first exhibition game in Boston told Brad Stevens, I feel sorry for you. So he feel sorry for him. He said, yeah, with the people wanted me to come in the game. He said, I just want you to do your job. And Brad was like, what? Because <laughs> normally players are so concerned about getting in, right. but Taco was more like, "Hey, you know, I." And he doesn't want to be the butt of the joke. Right. He he wants he, he want to be a mascot. Yeah, he, he yeah he he wants to be able to play and he want to be taken seriously. Yeah, and and his skill set, some of the things he's able to do, uh, you know, are are good for this team. You know, blocking shots, run the floor like that. I've, I've been impressed by that, but he's going to have a harder time to rotate and defend the basketball out on the paint where a lot of teams right now try to trap and pick and roll. Why isn't he getting more time, though? I don't think I didn't expect to see him like 20 minutes, but, you know, five minutes, eight minutes. Because I think that's what he is right now. I think he's a five- and eight-minute man. He's not a 15, 20-minute man. I think that's what Brad Stevens looks at. He, he looks at his other guys as the, closer, as the starters and the closer. He's like, you know, if Taco gets the opportunity to play, like any other rookie, you know, get in and, and do what you do. I just feel like this is a good opportunity for him to, to at least as a measuring stick, especially against the Orlando Magic, for, for you to see him defend those bigger guys, those guys that, you know, in the first half. I'm not saying start the guy, but I, I was surprised I didn't see him a little bit in the first half. He again waited for the fourth quarter to put him in. But maybe he'll do it differently against the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially the last game in Cleveland. Maybe he'll get more playing time. Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Because you know? need that interior defense max like no, you why don't would need, you, give you don't more, you don't need the interior why would you give him no, more of a, more of a no, look more of a you, chance you don't need the interior defense as much now because blocking shots is almost passe because teams don't take the ball towards home yeah but that's bad news for him then because the, I mean, aside from that what else is he really well, 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 that's exactly why Brad hasn't been playing him because that's bad news for him the game has changed he's a essentially he's a dinosaur in, in a world of fast cars. And there's no offense to him. I think he, he there's, like during my time, during the 80s, oh, 
there's no question he's in, in there because I'm, tr- I'm trying to find out where he's at to shoot the basketball over him if I could get it over him. Right. But now nobody shoots in the paint anymore. Everything is right now. They don't – most teams do like – you can have layups. But they – Paul Pierce's bread and butter mid-range. was a mid-range jump shot. It doesn't exist anymore. Don't it doesn't exist. Yeah, he made a living. There. Kobe Bryant, mid-range jump shot. That's where the, both those guys, two of the greatest players to play at their position, that was their strength. Mm-hmm. Now that that they uh, dissuade people from taking those, you know, 12 to 15 footers. Jason Tatum can tell you a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like what he said about Kobe, though. He said, listen, this isn't Kobe Bryant's fault from what happened last year. This is on me. You know, people wanted to put the blame on Kobe because of those summer workouts. Mm-hmm, he's like, no, mm-hmm, no, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything I got from Kobe helped me in the long run. And, and I think this year you're going to see him make that stride. I don't know if we're going to see him put together an all-star season, but we might. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went that way. Well, if he becomes an all-star, Brown is an all-star, and Gordon Hayward comes back, if you get that trifecta playing well together, I think it's going to be a very interesting year in the Eastern Conference. Because I think the Celtics are a top four team in the East. Philly is the team that, but isn't it just so ironic? And Brad, Brad Stevens and I were just talking about that, how the the first game of the season mm-hmm. is against the team that everybody has you know, talked about all year long about being the most dominant team is going to be, be Philadelphia. And... For the last three, four years, Joel Embiid said that. He said, oh, well, Boston's, Boston's a rivalry for us. And Joel Embiid said, no, they're not a rival. Because they beat their ass on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Every time we see so it's going to be a good measuring stick the first game of the season. Well, they added the guy that used to give him fits, yeah. Al Horford. Mm-hmm. So now that's out the way. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that matchup for the Celtics at all because of that particular reason. Oh, it's going to be tough the for them. defense. It's going to be tough for them beat. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that – have the bulk who, who are going to be able to stay with him, but that's just the way the game is played. And, you know, we'll find out if you're going to have, you know, other uh, cast of characters over there stepping up. Jimmy Butler leaving, I don't think that helps them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think he was a he was a solid, solid player. But They had a closer in him. Yeah, but what happens with, you know, everybody else that they've been talking about the whole time, what happened to Ben Simmons? How's Ben Simmons going to perform this year? So, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Would you put them as your favorite to come out of these? Yes, I think right now Philadelphia, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I think maybe take a step back with you know losing a couple of guys in free agency. Brogdon well, in particular. Yeah, that's the first thing. And, that came, and another team, that to another team's gonna step up. Is going to be Indiana. Right. That's what I was gonna say. When you put Celtics right there, if people for people who put Celtics right at three, don't forget about the Pacers. That could be their spot. Yeah, it could be. They could be the third team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that team. Yeah, uh, you know, Oladipo made that stride. I know he's still Oladipo last year, made that stride. When he got hurt. He was he was well, killing. Look, it. the team that they just played, uh, Orlando, mm-hmm. was last year one of those sleepers. That uh, you know, and you know, people are discounting right now the world champions. You know, you don't even think about Toronto being the world champions right now, do you? Just yeah, like, I was and this is a team with Kyle Lowry, one of the best players to me. That always been a little pit bull, but when you lose Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. that really changes. If you lose the best player and get nothing in return, um, but would you do that if you said you were Toronto and you were going to win your first NBA championship? Yeah. 
I'd do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I mean that, that uh, where where are they going to be at? Denny, no Denny Green, no uh, you know Kawhi. Uh, it's going to be their their team is. Uh, everybody talk. Oh, see, Ockham was you know he was oh, what a what a year he had. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, you know, then bleep. You know he was a guy last year. Okay, can you perform on that same stage? Without your guy. Without yeah, without that guy. Yeah. That's a team that I think is going to be interested in, in grabbing uh, Jalen Brown next summer. Hmm, could be, could be. Jalen Brown could would would be a. I think he's going to sign a good deal with them. Well, yeah, I think that the Celtics had, don't discount them. I think the Celtics are just you know the Celtics have a right a first refusal. Mm-hmm. So wherever Jalen Brown decides to go, they can match. They can always match it yeah. and match and trade or or just match and keep him. All right, who are your favorite rookies before we wrap this thing up? Give me a give me a recap. We talked a little bit about Taco. Uh, we didn't talk about the other guys though. The first round picks. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of out of uh, Romeo Langford, but Grant yeah. Williams has been putting Grant Williams put together a nice little sample I, size. I like him. Edwards. Edwards is a shooter. Is whew, man, this guy. He is instant offense. He's like I, a vet. My my brother was talking about him. Ronnie Maxwell said, "Man, when he played with Purdue, he said that little bow legged Joker man will come out and kill Maryland." So I think that you know he's a he's a guy that can shoot it. And then also you think about another thing that just happened: the fact that now the Celtics have a female assistant, assistant coach. coach. Yeah. So Carol Lawson. So the tenor of the organization now has changed it again to fit what is happening around today's time. Mm-hmm. So how would she affect you know what goes on? It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to see it all unfold. It's gonna be a yeah. good season. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah.